John 1, verse 14. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Well, good evening, everyone. Uh, my name's Jamie Mulvaney. I'm an associate minister here. And uh, can I, again, uh, say a very, very warm welcome to you here, uh, to our contemporary carols service. And it looks like, it sounds like uh, Argentina are having a very, very messy Christmas. <laughs> See what I did there. Um, but I don't want to talk about the World Cup tonight. What I want to speak about just over the next few minutes is about light. I love Christmas lights. Uh, you may have seen the, the lights that spelt joy as you came in on your way into church tonight. And uh, my boss, Jago, the rector here, he was on sabbatical earlier in the year. And we had this decision to make, do we buy these uh, letters? Do we buy these lights? And I said, yeah, let's go for it. Um, let's make them as big as possible. Actually, the company that made the lights uh, have never made lights as big as the joy letters that you've seen out the front tonight. So I love uh, Christmas lights, and thankfully, Jago didn't seem to mind. Uh, but, but I wonder how you feel about Christmas lights, uh, particularly uh, lights that spell the word joy. You might think, oh, that cuts quite hard when you set that against the, the backdrop of the year that you've had this past year. Or the, the sort of somewhat poetic reading that we've had read throughout, weaved throughout the service. It just seems a, li a little bit out there. Perhaps you're not feeling light at all. You're feeling heavy. Uh, you're feeling weighed down by burdens this year. Perhaps you might say, well, actually, my light has gone out. When Annie sings, the sun will come up tomorrow. I feel like saying, Annie, how can you be so sure I mean, geopolitically, financially, relationally, the news, the media would have us believe that there are dark days ahead. So how might the light of Christmas, how might the light of Christmas make a difference in your life and my life? The first thing I want to, to point out is that light gives us life. Light gives us life. I remember being much, much smaller. That's because I was quite a lot younger. And uh, I remember being at a, at a much more traditional carol service than the service that we're at tonight. And, and by each and every pew, there was a large pole that had a candle on top. And that candle was a light. And uh, I remember knocking over the candle. And uh, someone older and wiser with fighter pilot reflexes managed to, uh, to, to, to grab the candle before it did quite the opposite of the point that I'm trying to make to you tonight. Did the very opposite. And we sing in the, the carol, light and life to all he brings. How does Jesus give us life? And we know what light does. The, the, the sun is the source of all life. And John is saying that there is a light source, a life source behind your life and my life. The band Mumford and Sons, they sing, Awake my soul, awake my soul, for you were made to meet your maker. This week, I saw someone tweet, you can believe in the virgin birth of Jesus or the virgin birth of the world. Choose your own miracle. 
God is the source of all life. We heard through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. And what John is doing here is, is he is mirroring the creation account that we read in Genesis. Let there be light. In him was life, John writes. In Jesus was life. Going around healing people. Healing them of their sickness. Healing them of their shame. Even raising people from the dead. And he himself, after he died, he rose from the grave. In him was life. And in him we find eternal life. John writes, in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The, the second thing that I want to, to point out tonight is that light dispels the darkness. Light dispels the darkness. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And this is what we all long for. At Christmas time, we let in light and we banish shade. In a world where people throw shade and cast shade all too often, and that evil that we prayed about earlier, that evil that we see all too often around us. It was Martin Luther King who said, a darkness cannot, dri cannot drive out darkness, only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And this is what we see in Jesus at Christmas time. In a world where we see darkness around us, we even see uh, darkness happening to us. Speaking for myself, I've found that it's in, it's in those moments where life seems particularly dark aware there is darkness surrounding me and darkness happening to me, that somehow Jesus seems even more real than ever because he is the one who has entered darkness and knows our darkness all too well. But then there's another kind of darkness, isn't there? As someone uniquely qualified to, to understand darkness. The, the first president of the Czech Republic, a man by the name of Vaclav Havel, and he'd seen both uh, socialism and capitalism, and he didn't think either of them would shine a light on the world's greatest problems. And he knew that, that science, unguided by moral principles, had given us the Holocaust. And he, he saw that neither technology, nor the state, nor the market alone could save us from nuclear conflict, ethnic violence, or environmental degradation. And he said this. He said, pursuit of the good life will not help humanity save itself, nor is democracy alone enough. And he went on, a turning to and seeking of God is needed. The human race constantly forgets, he added, that he is not God. And this, my friends, is the God delusion. Not the delusion that there is a God out there, but the delusion that we are God, that we put ourselves in God's shoes. And that is, that is ultimately at the root of the darkness. That is 
within each and every one of us. And there's, there's darkness within us. There's darkness within us that we pretend is not there and we don't know what to do with it. And we can often feel quite overwhelmed by it. And at Christmas, we see there's a chance, there's an opportunity to, to let the light in, to not be overwhelmed by darkness, but to be overwhelmed by love. And what I've found in my life is that a relationship with Jesus is an invitation to, to let Jesus shine his light into my heart and into my world. And quite often I don't like what Jesus finds there inside my life. But Jesus, he loves me too much to leave me that way, to let me sit in that darkness, to carry on in that. He doesn't want you and me to live in shame, but he wants you and I to bask in the light. Jesus Christ came full of grace and truth, this is unconditional love, love so strong and light so strong that it banishes the darkness. And the last thing I want to mention tonight is that light is the source of joy. In the ancient world, uh, light was far more precious than you and I uh, consider it to be today. Most people didn't have a smartphone with a torch uh, in their pockets, and they had a deeper awareness of light, of its significance, of its power, than we do today. And the invitation for you and me today is to, to see light in a new way, to see, to see this light of Jesus Christ as something far more precious and something far more powerful than we'd ever imagined. This coming Wednesday is, is the shortest day of the year. And I remember arriving in this country in December, and I was amazed at how short the days uh, were, uh, having come from, from Australia. And, and, and we know the links. We know the links that there are between um, having vitamin D, having a substantial and a significant amount of vitamin D, and one's quality of life. And we know that there is also that, there's that link between light and joy in our lives. And when we think about our longings, those, those areas in our lives which are still yet unfulfilled, our, our cravings, our hunger for joy, even all those uh, good things, those good gifts that we experience at Christmas, these things ultimately find their source in Jesus. If only we could see it. John writes, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. So this is the promise. It's simply believing in Jesus. Simply believing in his name. And you and I have the right to become children of God, to a new life, to a new kind of life, a new quality of life. And so my identity and my status and my worth and my value doesn't rise and fall with how well I'm doing 
with how many mistakes I've made or where I am on the career ladder, where I am at relationally. My identity is as a child of God. And so I don't need to have been born in the right place or at the right time in the right uh, predicament. You and I, the possibilities for our life are endless. As a child of God, we find purpose and we find meaning to life. That this is what we're here for. And can I encourage you this Christmas, if you really want to get the most out of Christmas, it's to find your joy in Jesus. All the joy of Christmas finds its origin in Jesus Christ. For those of you who uh, sat uh, to the, the front rows here, the eagle-eyed among you may have seen the uh, very faint uh, sight of the northern lights being lit up uh, here in this part of uh, the church here. And the northern lights are, uh, are sort of, um, it's, it's like God got carried away with Photoshop. The color and the vibrancy is just, the saturation is just so full on. And, and we do our best at Christmas time, don't we, with, with LEDs and Christmas lights to just sort of jazz up London in lights, even with those joy lights that you saw on your way in. But in these, these northern lights, these are all natural. And if you get far away enough from the artificial light and you're in the northern hemisphere, this is what you can see. Uh, as, I, as I said, I'm from Australia. And uh, this is what you can see in the Southern Hemisphere. And it's called the Southern Cross. Out of all the, the 88 constellations in the sky, it's the tiniest constellation of them all. But each of its four main stars have a very bright, apparent visual magnitude. So bright, so light that it's clear to see. And there it is. Uh, not shouting at you, but from the, before the beginning of time, God planted this sign in the sky, a light to lighten the Gentiles. And whether you're in the, the southern hemisphere or the northern hemisphere, the cross is your true north. It sits quietly there. Whether or not you and I see it, the Latin name for this constellation is called the Crux, which is, is Latin for cross. That's the, the crux of the matter. That's what Christmas is really all about, is that John tells us that, that Jesus, he came from the cosmos to the cradle and eventually to the cross. And ultimately, it's, it's not the sky that you and I look to, but we see the word made flesh, Holman Hunt painted this picture of Christ, the light of the world, he called it. And it hangs in St. Paul's Cathedral. And Jesus came as a person. He came as a baby. He grew up. And we see there that he is knocking on the door. And he's knocking on the door of your heart and my heart. Will we let the light in?